Good morning, good morning. Happy Saturday. It is your Saturday morning team plus one today. You are listening to the Media Lounge podcast with me on the line is the lovey Heather. How are you this morning? I am okay. How are you? I am well. Heather, have you had your coffee? Is something aching you this morning? It is. I have had my coffee. Yes, I have had my coffee. I do have an attitude right now. I know you do. Uh, just being very transparent to our <laughs> listeners. Heather has a bad attitude right now. Okay. All right. So you know what? Um, I We changed that attitude, girlfriend. Let's move on to today's podcast. Girl, please. Uh, anyway. <laughs> All right, so, you know, we got our plus one today. Uh, today, this morning, we have Gabe Ramirez. Uh, he is a Chicago personality. You know him from the morning show, Chicago's B96. So, Heather, uh, do you mind dialing him in? I'll dial him in now. Okay. If our hearts on fire, who's going to burn us out? And if the love shines brighter, try to bring me down. See, I've been thinking about one day, one day, one day, when I'm long gone, I'll let it go. One day, one day, one day, so let the world know. Yes. I have Gabe on the line, and I do want to say something very funny. So the first thing he said was, thank you for being understanding. And I said, I'm not as understanding as Celine. (laughs) She's not. Gabe, good morning. Good morning. I guess I'll just repeat myself, even though she said it already. Thank you for being understanding. Because yeah, I was going to go you know, in on you, honey. You know, you know, you know what I'm uh, practicing right now is that, you know, stop apologizing and say thank mm-hmm. you more. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? So there you go. Mm-hmm. See, you, guys, you, guys right. got, you guys got to see a perfect example of it right there. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. <laughs> I, was, I was ready to go all the way in on you. Oh, man. You know what? I should have known better. He is running on Latin time. So no. Girl, girl, we are not. No, 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 no. no, no, no. no, no, no. no, no, no. We, no. Here's what it is, ladies. If you, if you want to be honest, you're asking a morning show guy on his one day off to wake up at 8.45 I know, I, in the morning. I told okay. Heather. Celine, Celine said that. However, I said, this morning show man is an adult, and he can wake up at Fair. 8.45 on a Saturday Fair. morning. Fair. So. <laughs> all right, anyway. all right. So before we get started this morning, Gabe, just quickly give us a brief um, little bio of yourself, a little bit about your background, where you grew up at, and why you're doing radio now. Sure. Um, you know, I'm a city guy through and through, born and raised in Chicago. Um, mm-hmm. Humble Park, Logan Square area, went to Lane Tech, mm-hmm. UIC. Oh, yeah. Um, and, you know, just a, a radio guy. I love music, a product of my environment. And, you know, when you grow up mm-hmm. in Chicago, you're just influenced by so many different 
uh, genres of music, and it's definitely something that's kind of uh, molded me as an individual. Um, so, I mean, when it, when it came time to decide as an adult, you know, what do you want to do for the rest of your life? Uh, yeah. I felt as though, you know, you always want to do something that you're passionate about. Um, I tell kids often, you know, everybody has to have a job, right? I mean, when I talk to kids all the time, I'm like, hey, raise your hands if your parents got a job. Everybody <laughs> raises their hands, right? And I'm like, hey, just so you know, you know, you got to work forever. <laughs> like, no one can just right. get by without a job. So, you know, that's where education comes in because that gives you the opportunity to, to decide what it is that you want to do every day. Uh, while you're, you know, getting that check. So, um, you know, radio was my pa- radio was my passion, and uh, you know, started as an intern at B96 11 years ago, and mm-hmm. you know, the gr- the grind, so to speak, has taken me to this point now where you know I'm officially uh, the lead at B96 with the Gabe and Nina Morning Show. Nice, nice. I like that, and I love the fact that you were born and raised in Humble Park and Logan Square because yeah. I myself was raised in Humble Park, Logan Square area. Hey. And yes, and Heather, did you hear that? I did. I did. I was actually going to say that. So, so Gabe, every time we. I would say most times when we're doing interviews or we have guest co-hosts, you know, I'm always asking them, if they're, especially if they're from Chicago, what part of Chicago are they from? I grew up on the south side. Okay. And it just so happens that most people that we talk to are from the best side of the city, which is the south side, and I always make sure that I point that out to Celine. So there have been just a few times where we've had people that have been from her back of the woods. Okay. Now, are you, are you, talking, are you, talking, are you talking like, north, are you talking south side like, you know, the way a north side of things, like, you know, anything past Roosevelt, or are you talking like south side, like all the way, like 87, 100 or something? I grew up, I grew up. Oh, okay, okay. You can't possibly really believe that that's the best side of town. You know the north totally. side is. Come on, let's be honest. Right, exactly. <laughs> I've lived on the north side, too, so I've lived in all parts of the city of Chicago, pretty much. No, no, I didn't say, I didn't say uptown. No, no, just, never lived in Uptown. Oh, okay. Don't, don't want to even represent Uptown. <laughs> thank you, thank just you. Don't put okay. that out there. Don't want to represent Uptown, but I will definitely say that I live on the north side um, also, and I still believe to this day, even though I live in the western suburbs now, that the south side is the best side. But yeah. that's an argument that we can have offline. Oh, okay. Right, Because exactly. that, that could take up the whole podcast. Right, okay. exactly. <laughs> <laughs> All right, all right. So let's roll with the entertainment news. Headline on a few entertainment sites this week, including the New York Times, Meek Mill, 21 Savage, and Chance the Rapper, Fat Joe, just to name a few, are teaming up to help out rapper Mayhem Mel, whose real name is Jamel Knox. So Jamel had been arrested back in 2012 on drug and gun charges. After the arrest, Jamel recorded his song titled F the Police, where he was pretty much threatening to kill the cops that were going to testify against him. All right, so the dude is then charged with making threats and intimidating the witnesses. Knox gets convicted and sentenced to two to four years in jail. Mm-hmm. So earlier this week, the whole helping team filed a brief in the Supreme Court in hopes to overturn the conviction. They pretty much felt that he has the right to exercise the First Amendment, and then they argue quote, the song's lyrics were never meant to be read as bare text on a page. Rather, the lyrics were meant to be heard with music, melody, rhythm, and emotion, end quote. Mm-hmm. So I guess I'm going to ask you guys your thoughts, but my thoughts are I'm, I'm a music lover. I'm all for music. I do agree that music is an art and a form of expression, and this isn't the first time that this has been done. If you remember, NWA did it first. They actually had sure. a song called F the Police, too, right? 
Mm-hmm. So the difference that I see is that Knox had already a pending case. He called the police out by name. So to me, it was pretty stupid that he did that. So when you're taking real-life situations, rapping about it, making threats, and including names, I mean, the dude is already thug. How is someone supposed to take that lightly, right? He's what a you guys sixth think? grade. I, I say, <laughs> I mean, people got a, a 40 year old man doing it. He's sure. in sixth grade. Where's his common sense? He has none. When I was in sixth grade, I'm sure I told my mom I hate her and that I wish she would die or something like that, but I didn't really mean it, you know? <laughs> Especially in sixth grade, you know? Um, I, don't, I, I don't think that. <laughs> I don't think that a sixth grader who, number one, has been so heavily influenced by his surroundings, by the music, by his peers, by people he grew up with, um, I don't think that we should take that very serious. Sure. In my you mean he was, he was in sixth grade when he made the song back in yeah. 2012? Yeah. I mean, okay, but what the hell? I mean, he's in sixth grade, but he was running around with drugs and a gun. Sure, but I mean, that's, I don't think you can make the correlation to say then just because he was running around with, you know, guns and drugs that all of a sudden, you know, we have to take uh, his lyrics verbatim and, and uh, you know, hold them to that standard. I mean, and I think to your point, yes, he is in sixth grade, and, and that, that, that should be taken into account. But I think when you're talking about music in general, right, I mean, if you were to look at a lot of the lyrics for the majority of artists that are out there, um, I think a lot of them, you know, uh, speak from a position of, you know, I don't know, where, where, where they, they aren't necessarily about that life, right? Like, if you were to look at Drake's lyrics, exactly. he's, he's an actor, right? I mean, when you look at right. Drake's lyrics, so a lot of the stuff that he says, he's not really about that life, but we all look, we all look at it as entertainment, right? And I, I think that right. a, lot of, a, lot, a lot of times when we see these rappers that are out here, you know, they're, you know, think about it. How many times do you hear rappers say, man, I wish, I think, matter of fact, I think Chance the Rapper said it best. He said, I wish rappers could walk around with, a number on top of their head that says how much that actually works, right? Because a lot of these rappers are out here rapping about they got all this money and all this, but they don't got it at all. And so I think that when you're looking at the hip-hop culture and, you know, what it is, it is just that, right? It's a glorified lifestyle that not necessarily people are living in that moment, but they try to portray themselves as such. And it's just unfortunate that Jamal, you know, happened to take that liberty to do that. Well, here's the thing. I mean, my argument is that he he is about that life. The dude was not though. Right. He is. He's he, not. He had, are you kidding me? He had he had drugs on him. He had a gun. Now after he was picked up in charge, then he decides to make that song. That's the mm-hmm. thing. That I mean, if you're not about that life, though. what are you doing with mm-hmm. a gun and drugs? Mm-hmm. No, nobody really knows what he was exposed to, why he felt like he had to walk around with paraphernalia on him, why oh, sure. he felt like he had to walk around with a, with a weapon on him. We don't know. You know, but at the end of the day, like Gage said, this is a glorified lifestyle. It is very few rappers who live the lives that they rap about. Sure. Mm-hmm. You know, I want, I want to step in one second and just say something. I think this is a very important point that we're somewhat uh, dazing over, you know. We talk about mental health and we talk about, you know, the opportunity to have an outlet, right, to release your anger and right. frustrations. And when you're looking at a young man like this who, in, in essence, used his pen and paper to be an outlet for his emotions and his anger, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And, I, and I think that, you know, he didn't go pick up a gun and kill these people. Right? He didn't go right. do all this stuff. However, he went to what he knew best in that moment, which is writing and music, and that was his outlet. Right. And I think that, you know, from a mental health standpoint, I think we should applaud this young man right, for not taking the extreme measures because you could be a lost 12-year-old soul and act a fool, get a gun, and just 
kill some random police officers because you're mad at the world. You could do that easily, right. especially like, like you said, if he's walking around with guns and drugs, right? So I think that's very important to look at where, you know, he uses, he's using that as an outlet, right? And I think that we just, we took that, you know, a young, a young girl who's at 12 who gets her heart broken by a guy and writes a song like Fuck Men, right? <laughs> she, yeah. she, she, doesn't really, she doesn't really feel like that for the rest of her life, but that's her outlet in that moment. You know, and I think that right. he just took advantage of that same liberties for sure. Yeah, yeah. You, you know, you make a valid point, and I have to agree with that. It was his outlet. Now, I think he may have made a mistake just sure. by naming names on that song. Sure. Mm-hmm. I think had he not, had he excluded the names, um, he would have been all right. <laughs> you, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. I think, because I think because so. here's the thing. The, these cops, they have a different view. Okay, we arrested this yeah. guy for gun possession, drugs, and then he's writing a song and he's including my name on it, what is this guy really capable of? Yeah. I think that's how they look at it. Yeah, they they totally look at it like that. Um, But at the same time, again, he's also a young black man. True. True. No, no, you got to say that. That's a, I mean, that, that's another thing, you know, so I think he made it bad for himself just by mm-hmm. the fact that, you know, black men have a target on their back now, sure. you know what right. I'm saying? And it doesn't matter the age of them. He could have been seven year old, seven years old doing it. They still would have picked them up. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. I think, I think ultimately, mm-hmm. right. I think what we can all agree on is that the, the um, consequences do not match the crime. I think that that's what it is, right? I mean, granted, he, I think he said it best, right? He did go get arrested, and then after that, name these people specifically. That is wrong, right? I think we can all agree on that. Like, the timing of it, we know right. his intention where that's wrong. However, when you're saying then at that point, okay, so now because you wrote that song and you were wrong, your consequence is now two to four years in prison. I think that's excessive, you know? Mm, mm. Exactly. Yeah, well, we'll definitely be following the outcome of this. Um, so good luck to Jamal, right? But this is a perfect segue into our next topic, Um, cops being murdered and threatened, another murder here in Illinois. And I think it happens just a little bit way too often here. And I honestly, I feel like most of these stories coming out do come out of Chicago when it involves cops and, you know, cops killing other people. Do you guys agree? I think it's I think it the does. third largest metropolitan city in the United States. So, mm-hmm. yes, it's going to come out of Chicago because of that, you know, right. and Chicago always makes the mistake of putting ourselves out here in these situations that we can't break free from for, for some right. reason. Chicago is just out here now. You know, yeah. um, there's a lot of corruption in the city. You yeah. know, our government's jacked up. Um, crime is just way out of control. But guess what? There's still crime that happens in L.A. Yeah. There's right. still crime that happens in Houston. Mm-hmm. There's crime that happens in Philly. There's crime that happens, yeah, you're right. you know, in New York City, you know what I mean? So I think because, you know, Chicago is so large and we are known for being so racist and, you know, political and all of that. Right. Yeah. um, I think, no, no, go ahead. No, go on, Gabe, and then I'll move into the story. Sure. No, I I, I think for me, you know, in, in these kinds of situations, you know, it is extremely unfortunate, right? I think before we even get into the story, I mean, we have to, you know, uh, you know, send our condolences to Officer Jacob Keltner, right? Like, I mm-hmm. think that no one wants to lose us. I have a lot of family members that are Chicago police officers, right? So I think mm-hmm. we all fear for their lives on a daily basis, right? Because we do understand how reckless Chicago can be as a city, 
right? And I think that what's really unfortunate is that, you know, we're at a point in time in life where, you know, these individuals, right, really have nothing to lose. You know, when you're looking at the gentleman, Mr. Brown, who actually fired off the gun, like, let's take ourselves and, and put ourselves in his mindset in that moment. He just didn't want to go to fucking jail again, right? I mean, he's, in that, he's, like, he's like, I'm not going to jail again. Like, and I think the, the reality is this. There are so many people, right, because of their upbringing in Chicago, who don't value life as much as everyone else, right? And when you have nothing to lose and you do not value life, you're then pigeonholed into the situation where you're like, man, I'm not going back to jail. I've been put in jail so many times. I've spent so many nights in a, you know, a solo jail cell on a fucking metal cot that I don't want to do that again. And here I am living, thinking I'm living my best life and these guys are trying to come get me, man, fuck that. And then they're up in these guns, right? And I think that, you know, it starts from the beginning, right? If you're over-policed from a young age, right, and you have this certain kind of identification with police officers, and you don't respect that authority. I mean, because think about the mindset of an individual who actually pulls a gun on a cop and shoots. Like, your mind is, like, so jaded. But I wouldn't yeah, necessarily they, hold it only to Chicago, though. I love yeah, my city. No, don't hold, don't right. hold it only to Chicago. No, all right, all right. <laughs> I just hear it a lot from here in Chicago. But so if, for those who are not um, familiar with the story, on Thursday, Officer Jacob Keltner was trying to serve an arrest warrant to 39-year-old Floyd Brown at a Rockford hotel. Jacob Keltner was shot and killed by Floyd Brown. Brown, of course, fled and was eventually caught and apprehended and now faces first-degree murder charges, as he should, right? Mm-hmm. The sad part was that nobody was talking about this, okay? And this may lead into something else because heaven knows what's coming. <laughs> so my husband told me about the case. He heard it and I guess, the 5 p.m. news. So I'm thinking, hey, you know, I pretty much stay up on the latest news and, you know, everything's heard on and read about on social media. It's everywhere. So this was, to me, it was a big deal. An officer was shot. Mm-hmm. So I searched the tags. And I only found one, okay? I didn't see it pretty much anywhere on social media. So this saddened me. You know, I was like, really? Um, no one's talking about it. So, you know, it was sad. And then I was enraged at the same time. So I quickly thought, how come no one cares? No one cares and no one's yeah. talking about it. So I posted something on social media where we have a predominantly minority following. And I guess I got called out on being insensitive. Okay. Maybe even racist. Mm. <laughs> not but, I guess. Uh, no. <laughs> okay. Okay. So not I guess. Give me the tea. Give me the tea. All right. Give me the tea. It wasn't I guess. It okay. sounds like you were being insensitive because you said it can't only be an issue when police kill black people. Right. And that is when I snapped. Mm. Because okay. that's the wrong and, thing to say. Right, followed by every equal, and this man deserves the same justice we seek when the tables Absolute. are turned. We need to Absolutely. be better than this. Yep, totally. And here's the You're thing. You're 100% right. I My never point. disagreed with anything else that you said but that one line. Everything else you said was right, and I completely agree with you, and I was saddened for his family, and I don't feel like any color, I don't care who you are, no one deserves this. At yeah. all. And, they don't okay. deserve it. But that one line put it threw it in a whole different direction. Okay, again, we have a predominantly minority following on Instagram. So I'm looking like, okay, where my where's my people at now? No one cares because this man is white. My point mm-hmm. still stands. We cannot be one sided. We cannot You're carry right. the same mentality, mm-hmm. right? 
And of course. I, will, but, I just will not partake in this racial war because at the end of sure. the day, that's exactly what it is. Yeah, like, but I think no I think, one, I, think on, I would love to be the mediator here. It's my favorite thing to do. Yeah. Right? I love I love two people. <laughs> I love two people being on the opposite side of things. It is my favorite thing to do to then sit back on a macro level, look at both of them, and then come mm-hmm. to a common ground. Common ground, right? Okay. And I think right. I think I think had you had you got to remember this, right? Had you posted that up in like some blue neighborhood, right? Because there's plenty of those that exist here in Chicago, right? Those that do support right. the officers. They, they would have had a totally different approach to that, right? They would have been like, yeah, fuck that. I'm I like riding for my police officers. I can't believe this happened. They, it's probably in their circles. And I think that that's where you were trying to say something in the wrong arena, right? Because ah. you, were saying, you, were, you were saying, why isn't this getting attention? But you're saying it to a different group of people. If you were to set it yeah. to somewhere else, it is in their, it is on their radar. They are talking mm-hmm. about it. They are upset, right? And so you yeah. went into a different arena and said, "Hey, why aren't you guys talking about this?" And they're like, "What? But mm. what are you talking? <laughs> you know, like so. So that's where the that's where the anger and the and the rage comes from, right? So your point is valid, right? Because you want everyone yeah. to be accounted for and all, you know, if, whoever, right. especially like our, our our blue brothers that are out here working hard for us. However. I do agree with her in saying that it is insensitive to then throw that opinion down the throat of our people. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. To then say, okay. why, aren't, why aren't our people as worked up about this as anything else? Well, because it doesn't affect us in the same way. My cousin didn't get, you know what I'm saying? My cousin's not, I, 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 me personally, my family is police officers, but the people that you're speaking to, they don't got no police officers in their family, but their brother, cousin, uncle has been shot killed, Thank you. wrongfully jailed. So for them, the anger, the rage is on a different level, and they could care less in that moment about that. And I think that that's not, not unfair of them to then, you know, overlook the murder of this gentleman. Not to say that it didn't matter. Again, I have family that's police officers, so I identify with them. I sympathize with, those, with the families that have lost that right. young man. But when you're talking about why aren't you caring about this, don't, you know, it's, it's that, that's where it becomes like a little, uh, ah, uh, a little sensitive in that yeah. moment, for sure. It, yeah. it stings, honestly, because it's like the, the way, you, that's what I'm saying, like you've got to be careful in the way that you word things. Yeah. Because yeah. the way that you word something is going to attack a whole group of people, even if that's not your intention. And while I still say, agree with you on everyone should be treated equal and we shouldn't only be talking about you know, one side of it, we should talk about all. I'm still not going to say that that comment was okay. I I can't. Not not only that, because I'm a black woman. Like, well, right. what do you mean? You know, you, and, and at the end of the day, I don't care if you've been arguing about this all day. We are girls through and through, but you've never experienced half the stuff that I have as a black woman. Yeah. Hmm. Okay. About being Latina, you have not experienced half the stuff that ah. I have. I'm not negating what you've experienced. I'm not minimizing what you've experienced, but you still don't walk around with the same color skin that I do every day. And guess what? days a year for 38 years of my life have walked around with the same skin and have experienced the stuff that I've experienced and I still experience every day and I still have to be better than my Latina sister because I'm a black woman. Do you see what and I'm while saying? while I hear that, so when I, so I do. That's what, that's what I'm saying. It's and just, it while just I hear that, a little Heather, bit different. Right, and that's it, okay. It, but, you, but you cannot let your heart grow cold because of that. 
My heart's you not can't. cold. I'm, I'm my yes, it is. Cold. You're cold-hearted. No, I called you ruthless my, before. <laughs> my heart's my heart's not cold. I'm just a real person. I'm not going to sit here and act like this stuff right. still doesn't affect me from I'm day to day. Right. You see what I'm saying? Okay. So I'm seeing it at a different. I'm seeing it on a different view than you are because right. again, when you've experienced stuff, when your family's experienced it, when your close friends have, then of course you have a different outlook. Yeah. You're tired right. of he- you're tired yeah. because oh yeah look again look what's happening again now okay. what I won't sit here and say is that all of my black people <laughs> are innocent I'm not right. going to say that at all because <laughs> right. that's just okay. not the truth okay. I'm not no. going to say that I'm not I'm not ignorant enough to say that but again at the same time for those who are and those who have been racially profiled and pulled over right. driving while black and when your little kid is shot on the street for no reason do you see what I'm saying Right, right. No, it's, I, it's I just hear that. different. It, it's it's different. I, so, like I told you, I agreed with what you said. The only thing I didn't agree with was that one line, and that one mm. line threw it in a different direction, and that's what made you seem insensitive. Not everything else. That one right. thing you said. Okay, so you know, to and, and like they point, said, it's audience. It's audience. Right. You know yeah, what I'm I should saying? have like, considered we're, that. We're not. We're not appealing to Bob and Jim in the boardroom. <laughs> <laughs> No, we. That's not our audience right now. Right, it's a whole bunch of Jamel Knoxes. That's what it seems like. You see what I'm saying? They were. You know what I mean? Like it's 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 a a lot of minorities. It's the black and brown people. Yeah, yeah, you're right. You're right. It's not whitewashed Harry from from Wall Street. (laughs) It's not. Sorry. Yeah, you're no. you're absolutely right. Cave, you're a great mediator. <laughs> you're you're good at what you right. You're absolutely right. I need to be more careful and consider my audience next time. Yes. All right. Definitely. All right. Thank you for being so understanding, Heather. <laughs> she was mad. She was upset. She was. We were going back and forth via text and mm, it was not good. pretty. It's a healthy conversation, I think, that that. I think more often than not, right, I think that's what we really want to do. You know, I, I think it was Morgan Freeman the other day. Somebody asked him, mm-hmm. how, do you end, right? how do you end racism? And he said, right. stop, talk- he said stop talking about it, right? Yeah. He's like, stop, stop calling me a black man. I'm going to stop calling you a white man. He's like, Let, let's just be called a man. But the reality yeah. is I, I actually disagree with that, right? Me too. Mm-hmm. I, think, I, think, I think you have to have these conversations. That's why I pre. Despite the fact that it maybe not have ended up the way that you wanted to, like look what we're able to do because of it, though, right? Because of that, right. now now we can have this conversation. And I say it often, right? When I, when I speak to the audience on the radio, I say I love the fact that this came up because now we can talk about it. Because now I'm talking to you about it on the radio or right, right. here on this podcast, and now others can yeah. hear about it and be informed and hear a well-rounded opinion on what something looks like. It looks like instead of having that internal dialogue where the only person you're bouncing things off of is yourself. So, of course, you're going to become enraged by yourself. But if you can right. talk it through and kind of have some kind of understanding of the other side, I think that's what lacks in a lot of instances, right? When we're talking about right. this situation in particular, you know, you, you, you want the other side to understand, like, I'm not going to sympathize or empathize with this family on their loss because I'm dealing with things on the other side, and you're not understanding that. And then the other side is like, well, you're not understanding the plight of my people and so therefore, I'm not, you know, so there's just like, you need understanding first or else you're only going to live with that one opinion and, and that internal right. dialogue. Yeah, right. I love that. I love that. And at the end of the day, I love that Heather and I can keep it real with each other. I mean, yes. the next day we're, we're good, you know, so yeah. it's all love. Right, Heather? 
Mm-hmm. My sister. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Mala. All right, she's like, give me five. Give me five. She's like, give me five minutes. Give me five minutes. Right. She's good. She's good. All right, um, Heather, you got the TL for us this week. Actually, it's not called TTL. This is no longer the lazy. So what is it? So TTL. TTL used to be Gabe. If you didn't know, you probably didn't. So um, when we were the Ladies View, we came up with a segment of our show called Talk Time with the Ladies. Okay. Which we um, the acronym is TL. Okay. okay. So now that we're not the Ladies View anymore, and we are Media Lounge, the Media Lounge, excuse me, we need to come up with a different uh, title for this segment. So we're going to work on that, Celine. I don't have anything today because I'm unprepared, but we're going to work on that for next time and have something. And Gabe, if you have any suggestions, please let us know. Sure, we'll do. So our topic is eavesdropping in relationships. I love it. <laughs> right? Because <laughs> you, know, you know that it happens. Even if people say that they don't, you know that they do. Sure. I yeah. think, I think uh, insecurities lie within everyone, mm-hmm. right? And mm-hmm. I think there's those, mm-hmm. there's those moments where you see your partner doing something that just don't add up. And it might be meaningless and harmless. However, you're like kind of pretending that you're watching TV while at the same time having that <laughs> ear to that conversation or that whatever it is that that person is doing, right? And right. I think that if you, I think if you can kind of, I don't know, I feel like, I don't think there's anything wrong with it. I think that you can, it can be excessive and, and you can, you can cross a line of eavesdropping, right? If you're like, like, well, I'm, I'm talking about eavesdropping in a cute sense, right? That, that, what I, right, the right. example I gave was a cute sense. Now, if your man's right. sleeping and you're like going in his phone and like grabbing his hand to like do the thumbprint, like decoding thing, yes. like, that's different. That's not eavesdropping. You're like on the different level, you know what I mean? Seriously. Is that too much? <laughs> Is that too much? That's, that's too much for me. <laughs> well, I, I think if, yeah. if, if, I think if it's, a, if it's at that point, if it's at that point, then I, you have to really just question like what's going on in your relationship, right? Yeah. I often absolutely. say to a lot of my female friends, I say this often, and you ladies should take this with you as well. I said every lady should be allowed one time a year, one, just one time a year, babe. Let me see your phone. I think you should. Ooh. I think it's fair. I think it's fair. Yeah. I think because the reality is this: you you get it one time. You can't. It can't happen every month, every week. Because then now you're wilding, right. right? But if you're like, hey, this is the pop up. What's up? Let me ooh, see that phone. Ooh. You know what I mean? And I, and I think mm-hmm. that I think that ladies should be able to do that, right? Because you shouldn't yeah. have anything to hide on your phone anyway, right? You should you okay. should be handling this. So you should be like, here you go, right? Because a lot of times. That's an uncomfortable conversation, right? Even if you're doing it just to have peace of mind, then a guy will like think of a million different reasons not to give you that phone, right? Well, now yeah. you're shady. In that, now you're shady in that moment. You know what I'm saying? So again, I'm saying that to say that's why you don't need to be all up in dudes' phone because you should right. have the right in a moment to ask, but once, not all the time. I want to make that very clear. You don't have the right to do it all the right. time. Like, let me see your phone. Let me see your phone. Let me see your phone. That's not a healthy relationship, right? You guys need to really look at each other. Now, I, I would like to know, from a lady standpoint, has, has a man ever gone through your phone? Mm. No, because <laughs> I don't listen. So that's what I was. That, that's where I was going with this. Like on the flip side, like Dave, like we were talking about. Well, ladies, ladies, ladies. What about you, men? I'm you know ask, what I mean? Ask, ask men, me the question. What about us men? Men, men they <laughs> eavesdrop too, and sometimes worse. <laughs> <laughs> in my look, in my situation, <laughs> that's hilarious. What? It is, it is worse. And I'm like, okay, back up the bus. Right. What are we doing here? 
no, goodbye, good night. I'm not giving you that. You don't need that. Why are you acting like a Looney Tune? Sure. It's I think not that. Yeah. I think a, male, a male's insecurities, you know, like, you know, we, I, you know, there are a lot of insecurities within females, right? But a male's insecurity is handled differently, right? His is fueled with anger, rage. Mm-hmm. And so in that moment, he is just aggressive and assertive, like, I need this now. Nothing's making sense. Like, whereas a female, she's going to be like, noted. I'm pissed off right now. Noted. Mm-hmm. I'm going to find a way to get the answers that I need to get without wilding. Like, I'm going to get to that space where a man is like savage, innate instincts where he's like, give me phone. I need to know now. Let's <laughs> chill like that, right? It's like a totally different right. ballgame. But I would mm-hmm. say, I, I, you know, because men are possessive in that sense, right? This right. is mine. You are mine. And the, the moment that there's any deviation from that. Now it's like, well, what's happening? I need to calm my nerves by looking at your phone, by asking you stupid ass questions about, you know, what you're doing. But it's because it's that, it's that possessive nature that exists within a male. Now, mm-hmm. I would say outside of the cheating, right, outside of the potential for cheating, I mean, why, right. is, it that you, why is it that you guys, ladies, are mm-hmm. so, I don't know, like, why, why do you, is it, because it's not, again, outside of the cheating, what else uh-huh. is there that's forcing you or making you feel like you need to eavesdrop on a man I, in those various nothing, ways? Nothing, because I don't do it. Hey. Well, right. I don't do it. She doesn't do it. I do but not do it. I don't believe in that. <laughs> right. Because if I have that, to, goodbye. Right. Yeah, Heather, let me add that I think in the past, if someone's been with someone for such a long time and there has been a history of cheating, you know, maybe once and you forgave them and you guys try to move on, I think in a woman's mind, it's still in the back of her mind. She wants to be certain that that's not happening anymore. So she's going to go through the phone and look to see just to make sure everything looks good, you know. I think think that's why women Mm -hmm. do it. And as for Lisa, I think, but Lisa, yeah, I think if you're always going to feel like that in the back of your head, yeah. you can't be comfortable and you can't right. have a successful relationship. You cannot. If that person did it once and you say, okay, well, you know, I want to forgive you and I want to move on, I don't think that that's always the best course of action to take. I don't. Right. I think that sometimes with some people, depending upon their personalities, I think that if that does happen, y'all better just cut cut ties right now. Yeah. Because yeah. you are never well, then, truly going to be forgiven for that thing. Right. Well, then you truly didn't forgive, and that's an issue. So at that point, I think you have to make the decision, hey, this isn't going to work going forward. Truthfully speaking, if you feel like you are going to have to do that, then it's always going to leave room for unnecessary arguments, which mm-hmm. I do not want to do. Yeah. <laughs> right? That is a turnoff to me. No Please drama. Don't argue yeah. with me. None of that. I want to be chill. I want to be cool. Yes. I want to have a good time. I don't like the rah-rah craziness. No, I don't need any of that. Um, and that's all that turns into. So I feel like this, if you are going to be going through phones, if you're going to be eavesdropping yeah. in our conversations, if you're going to be going through emails, checking phone records, good night. Yeah, You can leave long. me alone. I don't, I don't have the time for that. I don't want to deal with that. Um, because yeah. even if you're not doing anything, you will always be accused. Yeah. Always. Yeah. Always. Yeah. It's like it's like something small will trigger something else 
Do you know what I'm yeah. saying? And sure. it's like, yeah. it's so unnecessary. And women, again, I always say this on the podcast, you can come for me if you want to. It's just the truth. We have bigger yeah. fish to fry Absolutely. than to be concerned with what the next person is doing, whether they are a husband, mm-hmm. boyfriend, girlfriend, whoever. We have bigger fish to fry. I agree. Yeah. At some point, at, at, at some point, you know, that other person, they get upset and they want to walk away too. Like, it's too much for me. Like, why are we doing yeah. this? No, yeah. Yeah, that's exhausting. Yeah. That is exhausting. Yeah. yeah, I think there needs to be that commitment to one another, right? And, and if that commitment mm-hmm. is there, in terms of, like, elevating and growing together and building each other up, like, then there shouldn't be that space. Or not that there isn't, right? Because sometimes that exists in relationships, right? Infidelity exists. However, it shouldn't. Right. In that your right. energy should be put in something else. You know, I want to be, you know, helping you, I don't know, pick out pictures for your podcast posts or something like that. Right. Like I want to be building right. you up and not being like, hey, why are you looking on your phone at shit? And you're like, well, I'm looking for pictures for my podcast. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'd rather help you do yeah. that. And we should be spending that energy like growing and building one another as opposed to, like you said, eavesdropping because the eavesdropping comes yeah. from a negative, negative place. Right. And you don't want that. Yeah. Uh, infiltrating your relationship. Yep, absolutely. Exactly. Very well said. Yep. So I guess the moral of the story is um, if you are eavesdropping or you feel the need to, then there is a bigger rooted issue there and you need to get to the bottom of it so that it doesn't happen because it's not healthy for any relationship. Exactly. Right? All right. Yeah. So I think we're about to wrap up this podcast. Gabe, it has been great having you on the podcast. Can you tell the listeners where they can find you? Sure, man. Every Monday through Friday, 5.30 to 10 a.m., uh, Chicago's very own B96. You listened to it growing up. You might have went away, but now, you know, there's a Chicago kid at the helm at the morning yes. show lead, <laughs> and we need that support. So, man, if you're driving to work, dropping off your kids or dropping off your baby daddy, make sure you're listening to me on the way to doing all of that. <laughs> I hope yeah, they're I not dropping no off your baby daddy anywhere. <laughs> if you have to drop off your baby daddy, find a new one. <laughs> right, exactly. Hey, uh-uh. I, no judge zone. We're in a no judge zone. Whatever you no do, I don't care. Please, Zach. Okay, but I just have a quick question for you, Gabe. Sure, you were known sure. as producer Gabe when you were on there with Shelly, and now you're known as Gabe. So is yeah. why the name changer? Why aren't you known as yeah, a great, It's a great question. Now. Yeah, it's a great question. Um, I think first and foremost, um, I, I, wanted, I wanted to be very, known. like, I hated that name, Producer Gabe, mm. right? I felt, like, I felt like it pigeonholed me, um, mm. and I was much more to that show than a producer, right? Uh, producer Gabe actually came from when I started as an intern, right? So when I was uh-huh. an intern and I was, and I was producing things as an intern, I was Producer Gabe because they were like, holy shit, this kid is out here, like, doing all this stuff. Right. So then it kind of yeah. just stuck. And then once I became an on-air personality, um, the, na- my, you know, they, the name kind of just stuck with me, however, from my past. However, Jay and Shelly knew not to call me producer Gabe because I didn't uh-huh. like that shit. Right. Like I'm talking. I am an on-air personality. What you're not going to do is try to play me like all I'm doing is producing the show and I'm not providing uh-huh. quality content to the station. Right. So then what happened was when the changeover happened and they brought in Drex and Nina, I mean, everybody knew not to call me producer Gabe, so that shit wasn't happening for, like, the whole year. But then, you know, everybody was like, well, you're talking on the show. You're the third mic. Why isn't it your name on the show? And I think that this is a very valuable lesson to a lot of people. They just fired my two friends, Jay and Shelly. The yeah. last thing I'm going to do in that moment is be like, yo, why isn't my name on the show, right? right I got a job. Exactly. 
I understand that. So for me, it was it, it, irrelevant. It didn't matter. And, and, and in most cases, your work ethic and your work is going to dictate what it is that happens with you at a particular job. So a couple months in, they realized that, you know, I'm the most endorsed person on the radio station without my name being anywhere, right? I, I get more, you know, I'm, I'm going to more appearances, doing those kinds of things. So then it was Drex and Nina featuring Gabe Ramirez, right? So right, that's what ended up happening right. in that moment. And then, obviously, there comes another moment where you're like, okay, well, this is, this is our future. He is our future. He, we should have made this decision from the beginning, and then they let right. go of Drex. And then it becomes yeah. the, Gabe, the Gabe and Nina morning show, right? And I, yeah. I don't think it's, it doesn't matter if it's producer Gabe, Gabe Ramirez, Gabe, or my guy that's on the radio. It's all one and the mm. same, right? An individual yeah. that you can ident- identify with, you, can, you know he's going to keep it real like a Chicagoan, just like Heather. Like you're going to get the cold-hearted truth. However, just like Heather and like a Chicagoan, my heart is of gold. I would help yeah. you in any moment, at any time, in any situation. Right. And I think that that comes through, you know, um, on the radio. So, yeah, that was the, yeah. the whole thing with the name for sure. And I'm definitely proud that, you know, my name is on a morning show like B96. You know, it's a, a, a coveted radio station. And like you yeah. said, Heather, many times the third largest metropolitan area in the country. So it's an amazing Yeah, and thing. we love that. And I will say that when it was you, Jay, and Shelly, I would listen to you guys all the time. And then they brought Drex. Man, I, I stopped listening. I did, yeah. okay? And yeah. then and then I learned that it was now Gabe and Nina, which this was recently, right? Just uh, yeah, yeah. About a month or two month, ago not, or so. Not, so not, not even a month ago. Not even a month ago. I said, all right, let me tune back in. And I, lo- I like it a lot more. I don't know. Thank you. Drex, he just didn't fit in, you know. I mean, yeah. no disrespect to him. He just didn't fit in there. So yeah. I'm back I, to listening to the show, and I love it. I do listen to you just about every morning. So, I love it. I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm glad. I think that. <laughs> I, I, I'm glad. I think that you know. I think you know. Radio now, and just like you guys experienced through your podcast, is like there needs to be a more, uh, more of a connection. You can't be talking yeah. at me anymore. You can't just be the shock jock that's like, hey, everybody, what's going on? Like that shit don't right. work no more. You know what I'm saying? Like you yeah, gotta be a real person. And dealing yep. with these people on a real level. So, yeah, yeah I appreciate it. Thank well, you. Thank you for listening. I appreciate the support. Yeah, not a problem. Um, Heather, I need you so listening now, too, though. Right? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> sure, sure, sure. I, I know I got quiet, right? I, I, I pay quiet. attention to everything. I pay attention to everything. I know what's going yeah, on. Yeah, I got quiet. So, I will say, I, no, I, I have listened to your show before. I have. Um, I am not really a radio person. Okay. To be perfectly honest with you, I, I listen to, you know, like my phone, obviously, and sure. technology, it Bluetooth, so, you know, you have your music. Sure. Anyway, you know, like your Apple music or whatever. Um, but I have listened to your show, and I do agree with Celine when she said that Drex just wasn't a good fit. I just didn't yeah. think it was a good mesh to me. It was a little awkward. Yeah. Um, but I will say that, um, you know, obviously he's going to do well in whatever he does going forward. You know, he's worked hard. You know what I'm saying? Um, but I will start listening now. I'll give you one yeah. time, please, Dave. Yeah, that's all I need. Okay, I got to tell you one more you thing. You, you, you know what? I'm not going to. I just want you to do it on your own, Heather. That's what I want oh. you to do. <laughs> and I'll text you. I'll text you. Yeah. I look funny. Uh, give, me like a, give me like an emoji to like kind of tell me how you're feeling <laughs> after, after the break. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay, uh, Gabe, just one more thing for the radio sure. show because, you know, I love music. But I think you, I don't know who has control over the music, but I think you guys mm-hmm. should do like some Flavor Friday stuff, maybe throw in some J. Cole, some Kendrick there. Sure. I mean, I'm just saying, I, or I don't know if it's too street, 
I mean, it may be just a mm-hmm. suggestion. I mean, no, not at all. I, I, I mean, I think I just this feel be like a, some of, mm-hmm. Go ahead. No, I hear you. This would be a, a valuable lesson in, in radio right here, right, ladies? Right. One of them is that, you know, we, we, play, the, we play the same music often, just like most mm-hmm. radio stations, because the average commute is like 15, 20 minutes, right? So when you're right. in that car for that slight, short period of time, more often than not, you want to hear a hit song because that's the one that, right. the one that you like right. in the moment, right? So that's, that's why we play a lot of it like that. Now, when, when it comes to deviating from what genre of music your station is known for, in our case, it's top 40, you know, with the PPM uh-huh. world, right, our, P, our people meters, that's how the rating uh-huh. system is in place, you know, you have to deliver a segmented audience for advertisers, right? Mm-hmm. So if I then mix up my station, now I have no identity, now it's a little bit more uh-huh. difficult for me to sell Exactly. to a particular person, I right? See. So when you're looking at, let's take iHeart. I won't even use our parent company. I'll use iHeart, for mm-hmm. example. So, so Kiss FM doesn't play hip-hop because Kiss FM is owned by the same company that owns GCI. Now, if Kiss mm-hmm. FM starts playing hip-hop, they're going to bleed into the listenership of GCI, and all of a sudden there's crossover, and you can't deliver exactly. an African-American audience or a white audience or a Spanish audience. So you have to kind mm-hmm. of it, – it, so it's more so forced to be in a lane so that that, you know, and that happened, if you, if you guys were to actually really pay attention, it happened like mm, eight years ago, nine years ago, uh-huh. where, where like GCI would play nothing but hip hop, hip hop, and then V103 yeah. started playing only old school, old school, right? I even remember just, that. You remember that, yeah. And it I was, do. Oh, mm-hmm. Yeah, and that was like nine years ago. And even so, even within that genre of music, they had to segment the audience even more and be like, we are young, we're not playing anything uh, earlier than 2005. And then B one hundred three had the mandate where they would only play things up to two thousand and five. So, so so there's a little bit more to it than that. Because if it were a yeah. community shit, I'd be playing freestyle music on Fridays. I'll play some <laughs> Diamond Girl over there. I, <laughs> but 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 I will say this, and and this goes back to like who I am as an individual and being a product of Chicago. I have the liberty to play instrumentals while we're talking, right? And and oh, that okay. in those instances, I'm playing my Travis Scott beat. I'm playing my yeah. Chance the Rapper beat. I'm playing the instrumental so that those that are listening are like, okay, they still yeah. represent and for that, you know, that side of music because I, I play right. side side in the background. Like, I do that stuff. That way people <laughs> could feel a, a, a well-rounded vibe on the show and right. not just Justin Bieber. So, yeah. Mm, okay, okay. Well, thanks for the lesson. <laughs> All right. <laughs> no problem. We appreciate you again coming on and taking the time to chat with us this morning. Uh, listeners, you may find us on Instagram. We are at the Media Lounge Chicago. We are on Twitter at the Media Lounge underscore, and our website is MediaLoungeChicago.com. Thank you guys for tuning in, and have a great week. Celine, have a thank you. Thank, thank you. Bye bye. If I had so fire, who's gonna burn us out? And if the love shines bright, try to bring me down. See, I've been thinking about one day, one day, one day when I'm long gone. Now I let it go. One day, one day, one day. So let the world know we live long. So let the world know we live long. Know a kid who would pray every day from the pain and poverty Living in the hood with the drugs and robberies Bullied at his school by the laughs and mockery 
them to the ground, they will laugh at comedy You try to find a way to end this life Death at five, losing all his breath to life Depression with life, depressing that he's stressing the life Aggressive at times, confessing but the questions in mind though He's so conflicted and addicted that he just can't let it go His mom's addicted and distant and now she won't ever know That he's a victim in prison but keeps you down on the low He's been molested by a sitter but he won't let it show Yeah, it's like you can't even breathe It's like you're living with no feeling and you're screaming in dreams It's like you're running for some demons that nobody can see Man, I wish it was a story cause that kid was me If the heart's on fire, who's gon' burn us out? And if the love shines bright, try to bring me Dedicate the song to the souls who are gripping the end of the road Loose around your neck, thinking I'm just ready to go Ending with some letters with the layers of stories I'm told Listen to the song, to the verses, the purpose, the code They hear you breathe, but you're screaming inside And then you wake up feeling hopeless like you're living to die I know you're victimized, brutalized, thinking about suicide Running cause they're coming and they're rushing, there's nowhere to hide I know you're drugging, popping pills until you up the dough Drowning your liver with liquor until you overflow You can't contain them, cocaine that is going up your nose And crystal with the method of exit, just gotta let you know We gotta stick together through all of the stormy weather As bad as it has been, it's just gonna keep getting better So keep your head up and just keep on standing strong We may be forgotten, but with us together we live long Life is too short to put a hold down on me As far as my eyes can say Hello.